I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Good evening and welcome to the History of Germany podcast. I'm Travis Dow. And today, before we get to the episode of, or the mini-series, rather, of the Franks, we're almost there. I got the episodes written and the Saxon episodes written even, and later today, uh, I'm doing a joint show with the Lesser Bonapartes on Charles the Great. Uh, Lesser Bonapartes is another history podcast. And so it's all kind of coming together, but um, based on some listener feedback and um i had i had this episode ready to go from the very beginning um and I, but i then i decided i wasn't even going to run it. it just didn't really make much sense but then based on listener feedback i decided i probably should and that is you know let's just have an episode on etymology and talk about the difference between um german and teutonic and deutsch and allemand allemand allemania like what germany's called in like french and spanish and, um, you know, what does that all mean? Where do they all come from? Why is it like that? And, oh, by the way, why is my podcast title in English, History of Germany? And in German, it's Geschichte der Deutschen, like History of the Germans. And that doesn't translate. Um, yeah, no, that was on purpose. I'm, uh, I do know German that well. And um, the, the there's a reason there. So... And another feedback I got in German, yeah, the other reason I didn't want to run this episode, and I still kind of don't want to, <laughs> is that in German, um, if it gets complicated, if you're talking about old German tribes, Germanic tribes, like Goths and um, Vandals, Visigoths, Ostrogoths, Bur yeah, I think um, Burgundians were still uh, Germanic. Um, I mean, all they're all Germanic is the problem. Franks and Saxons are also Germanic. In English, we don't have a distinction. Uh, is So I'm, I'm even having trouble, like, describing this concept to you. But in German, modern Germans are Deutsche and Germanen. That term also exists, and that's, first of all, what the old Romans would call Germans. And second, um, the, the, the Germanen, those are like Goths and Vandals. And those, but those would not be like Franks and Saxons. Um because Franks and Saxons are still around and they're Deutsche. So, and where, and where the, where that line is, it just never really, I just never really cared, honestly. Um, because there's, there's a different line, which is West Germanic and East Germanic. And that line matters, uh, to some degree. It's far more interesting, like linguist, linguistically and, and historically East Germanic tribes are all basically gone now. Um, so that's, you know, so that's interesting. Uh, but the difference between Deutsch and Germanisch, eh, eh, whatever. But I guess some people care, and I guess Germans care. So in the German version of this show, I'll basically tell them that I don't care, and I'm going to still use them interchangeably. Uh, but that, anyway, this is a moot point, because from now on and forever, it's just 
Deutsche, because we were starting with the Saxons later and then and the Franks. And I'm not talking about early Franks where they're a Germanic tribe. I'm talking about the Franks, like the kingdom, the empire of the Franks and their Franks. And later the Saxons become part of the Germans and there's Franks in Germany. So, yeah. So anyways, to, so, it, you know, I'm like bringing up more confusion than solving it. That's why I didn't want to do this episode. But here we are. Oh, and by the way, why why do the Dutch speak Dutch and not Hollandish or Netherlandish? Because in in uh, Netherlands they do. They say Nederlande is the language they speak. And in German, you obviously you usually just colloquially say Hollandish, um, but Nederlandish is actually the correct term of the language. And um, in English, it's Dutch, which actually has the same etymology of, of Deutsch, which means German. So what's going on there? And in fact, I will probably do an episode on the, the history of Holland and even, um, I don't know, like Flanders maybe. I don't want to do a whole one on Belgium, but just like the Flemish-speaking, Germanic-speaking um, Flemish and Dutch speakers. And then like, for instance, Pennsylvania Dutch, the like what the Amish speak in Pennsylvania, that's German. So they're actually speaking Pennsylvania Deutsch, which means German. They don't speak Dutch at all. Dutch people and those guys don't speak the same language, okay? Because Amish came come from Germany, not, not well, could be from Holland too, but yeah, they speak German. And Dutch, which, so this whole segment won't make any sense or just won't matter at all in the German translation. Um, but so you guys, I guess, know the difference between Dutch and Deutsch. Dutch... Um, was did originally mean by by the 14th century it did mean all Germans so in English you could say Dutch to mean all Germans uh, or or say like they're speaking Dutch meaning they're speaking German not Dutch and only after 1600 when Holland when the Netherlands um, Hollanders you know that kind of thing um, became like they became a global power, actually. You know, they had many, many colonies, and they were um, at the, around 1600, they were definitely one of the bigger ones in tea and coffee importers and all that stuff, along with the Spanish and Portuguese and English and French later. So, so the, the, the Dutch now they deserve their own term because what those guys were speaking, those guys from Holland, those guys from the Netherlands, were not speaking the same thing what those Germans were speaking. So now, Dutch just referred to them, 1600s, okay? And in the U.S., we have another part of this history is that it was um, a derogatory term, really. Uh, but it, it could also mean German. It, it could mean, yeah, it just meant like shoddy, like bad quality, like, yeah, not good, not good workmanship was Dutch. And, uh, but that could, yeah, we were kind of loose with the definition. That could be German, too. We didn't really care. The, the Dutch themselves were aware of this. They they speak very good English today, and even back then they did. And, and in the early 20th century, they actually kind of wanted Americans to say the Netherlands and that kind of thing instead of Dutch because they knew of the negative connotation. But in the 17th century, the Netherlands actually became united. You know, they were one of England's and, and you know, the, the UK's, like, great rivals overseas and with the um, their colonizing 
And so like they were at that time, it's simple that Dutch could mean everything. But in the 17th century, the actual Dutch, the people from the Netherlands, were far more important to us, the English speakers, the the British of the time, um, than the Germans were. The Germans didn't have big colonies. They were splintered. The Holy Roman Empire was just, you know, a thousand little principalities and none of them really mattered. Um, so, but, but yeah, but, but the Netherlands did, they had, you know, new, new Holland, uh, new Amsterdam, which is now New York, all, all kinds of great, great history there. And, um, at this time we, so now we just called them Dutch because they were the cooler of the two. So they deserved the term Dutch. Um, not the guys that call themselves Deutsch. That's like a thousand different people. That's like Saxons and Prussians and Bavarians and Austrians and yeah, whatever. Um, but so the Dutch are the Netherlands, the most important Dutch, Deutsche, for us at that time. And in, in, in Dutch itself, it's something like, I don't know how to really speak Dutch, but it's like Duits, and it used to be Deutsch, so it really has a, you know, you can see the evolution where it's, it's separating, it's separating as a language. We definitely consider um, Dutch a separate language from German today, uh, even though across the border you can understand each other. It's not difficult. You know, they're really close together. If you're from southern Germany, that's why it's a different language, because southern Germany, they're they're different. They might have a harder time understanding Dutch, although, eh, it's so close. Um, but, but yeah, there was just, there was a lot of back and forth. There weren't clear countries. Netherlands didn't exist until the 17th century. But really, I mean, they were talking about people from the Rhineland to Switzerland, those people, and um, it's just, you know, Dutch was just one more dialect, really. Yeah, and even so, like in Middle Dutch, you know, the, the, there is no distinction between Dutch and Deutsch. Deutsch just meant all Germans, period, including themselves. Um, okay, but in but Deutsch. So where does Deutsch come from? That's that's the modern German word for it, where Dutch comes from and all that other stuff. Deutsch is also a really old word. Deutsch comes from Old High German. Now, Old High German does not exist. Never existed. No one spoke Old High German. Old High German is a academic um, tool to say, you know, it's it, there is Old Low German, which would be like Saxon and Old, um, and you know, Older Bavarian and those kind of things. But but Old High German didn't exist. People couldn't. People were like heavily um, had a heavy dialect between Franks and Saxons and and Prussians and all those, and it was really difficult to understand each other. Although they could, I mean, it was still they were all speaking. German, Germanic languages. So, uh, yeah, so that was, that's what they had in common. And in, in Old High German, duit isk could just mean, if I said that right, um, you know, like there's a similar, an Old English, theodisk, which just means belonging to the people. Um, so in this case, the language, just the common language that belonged to the people. So, you know, what are you speaking? The common thing that belongs to the people. The the common tongue is just that simple. That's what Deutsch means, the common tongue. It's what everybody speaks. There's a very related word that that is um, Teutonic, which is what, you know, we would say Germans are Teutonic. And you could say, you know, a German aspect of something like an adjective, um, then you'd say that's, you know, that, that house over there looks very Teutonic because um, it's a Fachwerk house or whatever. So, uh, yeah, so Teutonic comes from, I mean, there's, so there's a word Theod, which is just like Deut isk, you know, it's the same thing, people, race, nation, kind of, um, like Proto-Germanic goes, if you go all the way back, as far back as we can, where English and German were the same language, then it's from Theudo, like 
popular, common, national kind of. Um, so I'll get to Teutonic in a second. Um, yeah, but there's so uh, Toita is even older uh, Proto-Indo-European word for just people. Okay, so that's yeah. So it just means people, and then it comes from the language of the people. Um, Deutsch being referred to as a language in writing happened way later, centuries later, than the word German. Um, German, Germanium, like Germania, all that stuff. Uh, Latins would call them Germanin uh, or, you know, German something. And um, Deutsch wasn't really turned into Latin until the late 8th century, already in the time of Charles the Great. So Charles the Great spoke Deutsch, um, he spoke German, a, uh, I should probably say a Germanic language still, because he spoke Frankish. Um, but um, at, at this time in 8, the earliest uh, record we have is 786 of Theodice. So that's the language, and that's the first time it's, so it's in Latin. It's, it's Latinized the first time, but not as like Germanish or anything like that, but Theodice. And that's the first time the word is mentioned in writing that came from the word Deutsch basically. And if you're curious, it's it's in a correspondence between Charlemagne's court and the Pope. What's even more interesting is that this Theodice was actually referring to a synodical conference in, in Mercia. So it's actually Deutsch, the first written record we have of Deutsch, is actually referring to Old English, not German at all. Um, and then just a couple of years later, yeah, then we, we quickly have like an in German. So this is like written in Latin. So this is this is the problem. Because uh, the first written texts are centuries later than what the Germans started calling themselves before. So, I mean, you could have like Deutschland, which means Deutschland, which means Germany, like way back, you know, almost, I mean, 2,000 years ago from now, which would just mean the land where the Germans live. That term is ancient, literally ancient. Um, so, yeah, but but why do we say Germans, us um, English speakers? And why do Germans refer to ancient Germans as Germanen? Because that's just silly in my mind, but that's it's really weird. But it's because we're all talking about something that we all know from Latin sources and really only from Latin sources. So this whole filter of the Germans in the, the late antiquity and or just in, in, antiquity, in, in antiquity period and then, you know, migration period and early Middle Ages, it's just Latin. So... We have German, which actually now we kind of come from like it basically means a Teuton, like as in a German, as in someone of a Germanic tribe, um, like Teutonic, as in pre-Deutsch. Now here's the thing: this this difference doesn't exist in English, but it does in German. So, um, but it's pre-Deutsch German is German. In English, we have in 1520s it shows up as Germans, Germans as the plural of Germans. But really, so in Latin, it, Germanus, first written down by Julius Caesar, who uses the Germani to designate a group of tribes in northeastern Gaul, okay? Who these are, where they're from, is totally unknown. Um, it could be the name of an individual tribe. It could even be a Celtic tribe, like a Gallic, a Gallic tribe, but not a German tribe at all. Um, now, one one guess is that the original meaning is noisy. Compared, uh, you can compare this to the old Irish "garim," like to shout, or 
It could also mean neighbor, which is Old Irish gare, like neighbor, gare, if I'm saying that right. So anyways, so so Celtic, basically, like they're the, the noisy people um, in Celtic. So the earlier English word from the 14th century was Almay, like Alemán, like Alemania, like the Alemanen, which was also a specific tribe which fought the Romans and, and um, had their own kingdom. And Alemanish, Alemanch, that dialect, that um, branch of Germanic languages, that's what they, that's what Swiss German is. There you go. That's um, Baden-Württemberg, Baden, so- southwestern Germany, and Swiss German is Alemanish um, dialects. But in the 13th, but, you know, for a long time, all, all Germans were called Alemans, just generically, and the French and Spanish still do that to this day. To them, all Germans are Alemans. They're neither Deutsch or German. They're Alemans. And in English, this also happened after the Norman invasion, 13th century. Um, yeah, so Alemain would even be the English word to refer to all Germans. Uh, and as I said before, also Dutch. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Deutsch wasn't one of them, but yeah, so so Dutch and, and Alemann. And at other times, you could call all Germans Swaby. You could call all Germans Saxons. Like, you know, people just generalize. So all these individual tribes, if they were the first ones that came in contact to the Romans or they defeated, you know, had a victory over the Romans or were just big enough or important enough, or even some, some of these were even confederations of tribes, not even tribes. Um, so they would have broken down into smaller units, but we don't really know. Like the, the Visigoths were definitely smaller units before and were a, only a kind of confederation that we know as the Visigoths, really. So anyways, yeah, so we have um, Teutonicus as, as a German language now. Um, again, after the 9th century, like, so before then it was really, you know, like from Julius Caesar, basically, it's they took the Julius Caesar, um, Germanus, and and just went with it. And then there's things like you know German Shepherd is is goes back to the 16th century. German Ocean was an old name for the North Sea um, that Ptolemy called it actually, and German Measles, which is yeah from the 19th century. Um, okay, so what where does Teutonic come from? Because Deutsch Teutonic it might sound kind of similar. Um, so basically, so it, it's all, it is Latin. So from, uh, Teutonicus is from Latin. Deutsch is German. Teutonicus, like Teutones, we had uh, that episodes on the show somewhere. We mentioned them. Um, Teutoni, those were tribes. They lived in the very coastal Germany, far north, um, and invaded Gaul. But again, just a small, you know, small tribes. And it could even be so Teutonic could be, that's what the Celts might have called them, and the Romans picked that up. That's one theory, because it could be um, via Celtic from Proto-Germanic, uh, Thoidanos, again, so now we now it's that same word, uh, Teuta, uh, people. So um, Celtic roots that have the same, like Tuath, Theoda, um, Gothic also, so we, yeah, but it, yeah, Old English, like I said before, Theod, people, race, nation. So... Right. Like, so here's the thing. So if you're an academic, if you're an anthropologist um, or an archaeologist and you're, you know, or you're an anthropologist looking at archaeological finds and you're trying to, you find something in common and you want to uh, name them, you now want to call them a tribe or call them a people. So to differentiate between written records of where we know what happened, we know which Saxon and Frankish, etc. kings sat on the throne, um, to the times where we don't really know that many names or any names, maybe a couple of rune stones, but 
that's it, if at best. So there's, we just don't know what, you know, we just have archaeological evidence. Anthropologists and others would differentiate, um, like, German from Deutsch, especially in Germany. And even in, so in French, um, it's like, you could say Germanique is, is you know, to, to say the Germanic tribes versus the Germans of today. Um, so this is a huge problem that exists in everywhere but English, because we just don't care. We just don't care. We call them Germans, whether they like it or not, um, even if they never, ever called themselves that. Even even if you Julius Caesar just made the word up, and he might have, um, then, hey, that we're going with that, because that's what Caesar called them, and we just don't care. Like what I studied in German, I didn't study Deutsch. I studied Germanistic, um, because I studied more than just the language. Right. So, yeah, if I just studied the language, then I would have studied Deutsch. Um, yeah, but I have a degree in Germanistic. So they're like, okay, um, right. Or maybe that's not even true. I don't even know. Um, the, don't correct me. I don't care. Just let me have my dreams. The Teutonic Knights founded 1191. Uh, they're a German order. So now we really get the, the tie-in from the word Teutonic, Teutonic to just mean German. It came up in propaganda in World War One and World War Two. It just, you know, um, that like that's just it's a synonym for Germans, even in like in English. That's what I'm. That's why I'm telling you guys, Teutonic just means German. Uh, the Teutonic, Teutonic Knights were so founded in 1191, and the the in German just called the Order der Deutschen Ritter, like just German knights, flat out. So, uh, they, you know, they had crusades against pagan Prussia and Lithuania. Um, those, that's going to be a whole mini-series on the Teutonic state and all that. There was the Teutonic cross, um, was a badge, uh, which, you know, like an order, a badge, a, an honor. Uh, so, yeah, I had a, a, a German a German listener that complained and a couple other German listeners that just pointed it out, like maybe my German wasn't good enough to understand the difference between uh, Deutschland and, and Deutschen. I don't know. I don't know why anyone would ever think that. But yeah, that, that's correct. History of Germany and Geschichte der Deutschen does not translate. It's not one-to-one, -one, and that's on purpose. First of all, uh, history of the Germans was already taken, and that podcast died, so I kind of hate him for either not just finishing it, like keep going, uh, or for just taking the name and not letting me have it. But either way, that's fine, because that would be more accurate. This is, as you've noticed, this is not the history of Germany by any means. I'm now on episode almost 30, and I haven't even started with Germany yet. Not even close. Well, now we're close, actually. We're just about to start with the predecessors of Germany, of the Kingdom of Germany. So the history of the Germans is far better. However, that's not accurate either because there's also going to be a history of the... Um, there's also going to be a history of Switzerland miniseries, history of the Netherlands, like I said, probably um, definitely a history of Austria and Austria-Hungary and, and the Habsburgs and all that stuff. I already have my sources and everything. Uh, Austrians and Swiss, if you're unaware, do not like to be called Germans, do not like to be called Deutsche. Um, they they speak Deutsch, but they are not Deutsch. There's, there's a huge difference. So again, so even my German, t the title, Geschichte der Deutschen, is highly inaccurate. It's a podcast title. What are you going to do? Now that we're on episode 30, I think you guys all know what this show is, kind of. So, like, for instance, episode 3 on Neanderthals. Neanderthal, Neanderthals certainly had no idea that they lived in modern Germany or what German was or what Deutsch or Teutonic or any of that stuff was. Um, or even that we called it the Neander River or Neander Valley, which is what Neanderthal means. Because that, that's not what the Neanderthals called it, um, if they even had names for them at all. 
And they definitely wouldn't have referred to their whole species, which lived in all of Europe, as Neanderthals. Uh, that would just be crazy. Neanderthals, if they had a concept and if they called Europe Europe, which that's Greek mythology, so they wouldn't, um, <laughs> then uh, they would call themselves Europeans. So, yeah, anyway, so I, I'm, I'm looking at the, you know, as I said in episode one, I'm looking at the geographic region. Uh, that's why I did a mini episode on the Celts. But yeah, okay. So anyways, so I hopefully that's all clarified now. Um, the German version of this show will will look a little bit different just because um, there's different misconceptions and different um, or I'm, I'm answering feedback of why I did this and that. And my answer is that I just don't care. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Germans, Goths, Swiss, Goths are Germanen, not Deutsch. Germans are Deutsch. Um, Swiss are neither. Well, yeah, Swiss are Schweizer. Swiss are Swiss. Uh, Austrians are Österreicher and Swiss and Austrians speak Deutsch. So, you know, I mean, I could worry about this all the time when I translate or I could just kind of keep moving. So I that's I choose the latter. Um, but yeah, I'm sure I'm going to insult this with that Austrian now and then. And, and I'm OK with that, too, guys. Like, honestly, a couple Austrians deserve it. So anyways, yeah, the point is this is a huge project with a very small and inaccurate name. So, you know, it happens. You know, sometimes a Frankish mustache is German. Sometimes I call it Germanic. Sometimes a Frankish mustache is French. Maybe it's, but it's probably not Gallo-Romanic. So, I mean, a different time and place. This could be the history of Alemannia, history of the Goths, history of the continental Celts, the French, the Spanish, Northern Italy, history of the Suebi, history of the Saxons, march through Bohemia and Moravia on another podcast, whatever. I, I do what I want. I'm looking at the goddamn USSR. So besides this whole episode... Why is the show called The History of Germany and Geschichte der Deutschen? Because it's snazzier this way. And the History of Germany podcast is an Agora podcast. And the History of Germany podcast is an Agora podcast member. And the History of Germany podcast is a member of the Agora podcast network. The podcast of the month is David Crowther's History of England podcast. I highly recommend it. And if you do understand German, I started another podcast that's in German only about the U.S. And currently, it's number one in history in uh, New and Noteworthy and iTunes in Germany. So, um, yeah, if you, if you can understand it, go have a listen. And thanks a lot for listening.